Grimey here, and you are listening to the Leftover Pizza Podcast. As per usual, I'm sitting here with my homie Derek from It's Dem Boys. How's it going tonight, man? It's going pretty good, man. Halloween's right around the corner. We're, we're into the thick of it now. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. In fact, tonight I went to Dairy Queen. It's the last night that they're open tomorrow, I believe. So, yeah, it's definitely feeling like fall. Oh, you've got the seasonal Dairy Queens, huh? Yeah, man. They, I think they start opening in, like, oh, I think May, and they're done right around now. Ugh, that's a bummer. I was literally, before I left work today, Zach was telling me that I needed to hit Dairy Queen because they have a new pecan, what is it, uh, something, Blizzard, pumpkin. Pecan Lovers or something like that. It's really good. I yeah, had it. Yeah, something like that. But he basically said it's like a pecan pie, like in a blizzard, and that I need to get it. So I can do that, and I feel bad for you that you can't, but, you know, it is what it is. Oh, man, no, it's delicious. I had it. It's really, really good. All right, cool, cool. Well, at least you got one in. Oh, yeah. But other than that, uh, my back kind of hurts today because I was making some Halloween props, and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think we were talking about that earlier today. Yeah, so you took the the day off from work to work on your yard hunt, which is pretty sweet. I'm a little jealous of that. What did you end up making? So I'm in the works of making a giant spider out of PVC piping. I'm going to nope the fuck out of that. I do not do spiders even if they're <laughs> fake. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. This one's pretty decent sized. Like I think each leg is probably about five feet and then uh, the middle is going to be made out of styrofoam, like insulation foam board that I'm going to glue together and sculpt out, and it's going to look pretty gnarly. Man, as much as I hate spiders, that does pretty sound pretty cool. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm half debating having you come up here and build me one. Like, I don't want to look at it, but it would look pretty cool in my yard, I bet. I'm not going to lie. So far, I don't ever want to build one ever again. <laughs> My back hurts so bad. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It's just been a nightmare, but uh, it'll be worth it in the end. I bet it will. So anyways, last week we talked about some things that set our Halloween experiences apart from others. So what do we have going on tonight, Derek? Well, as you and I discussed offline, there's a lot of stuff out right now for Halloween that's really, really cool. A lot of cool products. Like, whoever thought we would have gotten the Monster Mash as a cereal. True, right? true. But for every Monster Mash, there's like a hundred unmade Halloween products that we want so desperately. So we decided to take this episode and list off a few different things. Movies, video games, junk food. Things that we want to see made and might have always wanted to see made. But they just haven't come to fruition yet. That's right. So four things from each of us, eight things total. Think of this as us pitching Halloween ideas for things that don't exist. Exactly. So, like you said, we've got eight products or things lined up. You want to take it away first? Sure. I just love Halloween. Mama, what's my costume? Well, we already have a daddy, so... How about a mummy? Where's your costume, Ronald? What am I going to be for Halloween? Yo, Ronnie. How about a clown? So it's kind of been this like ongoing tradition for some fast food places like McDonald's and Burger King, right? To like create Halloween themed sandwiches. I think one of the last ones was called like the Nightmare King from Burger King back in 2018 or something. Um, it was like a, a, a green bun with a beef patty, crispy chicken, bacon, American cheese, and mayo. 
The gimmick behind it was that Burger King claimed the sandwich induced nightmares, having tested it with like 100 people over 10 nights or something. Well, okay, I had one of those, and I didn't have nightmares from that, but I mean, I have nightmares every night, so I can't say if it was the burger or not. (laughs) See, I did not get to try it. Um, I think, wasn't it like limited, like not all the Wendy's around did them, or not Wendy's, but Burger King's, they didn't all get them or something? Yeah, I know that they were kind of hard to come by, and I think I lucked out by getting one. But, man, I had it once, and I don't think I ever need to eat it again. It was uh, it was a lot of food, and not in the good way. Dude, it did look like a lot of food. Like, I can't imagine how much grease, and I, I can't even imagine the calorie count, honestly. Like, that's got to be, like, really up there. I don't want to know the calorie count and the <laughs> grease. You are absolutely right. My hands were covered. I look like a teenage boy going through puberty. Normal hamburgers from Burger King are pretty bad. I couldn't imagine one with three different meats on there. Oof, that's kind of a nightmare. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyways, I'm thinking, why just stop at the sandwich? A lot of places, including McDonald's, have been doing this thing for like rappers and pop stars like Travis Scott and BTS where they do an entire meal. Yeah, I just recently had the Saweetie meal. Oh, yeah. And I was not that impressed and I ended up spending more money basically just for a bag with her name on it. Yeah, see, and I wasn't very impressed with the Travis Scott meal either. It's basically just the same kind of McDonald's food you could always get, but like a certain combination of all of them. Kind of dumb, my opinion. I think it's just humanizing celebrities so that people are like, I eat the same food that Travis Scott eats. Right. So I'm thinking, why not an entire Halloween meal? My pitch, I'm thinking a Universal Monsters themed meal. So I would choose a green bun for Frankenstein, bacon wrap patty for the mummy, a spicy green sauce for the creature, with garlic parm fries to symbolize Dracula, then maybe like a, a cinnamon fried donut. We'll call it wolf fingers to represent Wolfman. Then, this is the real kicker, you can wash it all down with the return of a Crystal Pepsi to represent the Invisible Man. I couldn't really think of a good name, but I'm, I'm landing on Graveyard Smash Meal. I love it. Perfect name, and I really dig that you're trying to bring back Crystal Pepsi. You alone are going to get this brought back, I swear to God. I hope so, man. It's been, I think, what, two, three years since Crystal Pepsi's been out, and I'm jonesing for it, man. I don't even drink Pepsi that much. I don't drink pop in general, but Crystal Pepsi, there's just something about it. I love the idea of Crystal Pepsi. It just did not sit well on the palate for me. I think I was expecting it to taste like regular Pepsi, and I was, like, really thrown off when it didn't. Right. Yeah, it's kind of uh, a little more on the citrusy side, I guess. I'm telling you, I didn't try it when it originally came out, obviously, but trying it later, it was something, you know, you look at it, you're really not sure what to expect, but... uh. I think it would make a great addition to a Halloween-themed meal. Love it. So, okay, my only question about this graveyard smash meal. Love it, by the way. Are we including a toy? I feel like if we don't, we have to at least have some kind of, like, really insane packaging. All right. I agree. Here's my pitch. Okay. I say let's go twofold. It's our fantasy. We can make it whatever we want. Sure. Number one, let's bring back a collector's cup, okay? Ooh, I like it. People don't do collector's cups enough. The only time I ever see them is at the movie theaters. And the last one I bought, I believe, was for the last Adams Family animated movie, which I still have and I still drink from, and I love it. But let's get it back into the uh, fast food realm, okay? So I'm thinking 
let's take some of that art from the 90s uh, Universal Monsters, the Pepsi, the Doritos, right? Let's repurpose it and put it on that cup as a nice throwback to the early 90s. And then toys, I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious. We just bring back those Universal Monster toys, but expand the collection, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they didn't do the Bride of Frankenstein or the Metaluna Mutant. They might as well bring them and add to the roster. Exactly what I'm saying. And, like, the mummy. They didn't even do the mummy. Like, you got to rectify that mistake. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Not a bad idea. Hello, everyone. You know, Halloween is a very strange holiday. Personally, I don't understand it. Kids worshiping ghosts, pretending to be devils. Things on TV that are completely inappropriate for younger viewers. All right. So my first pitch for tonight, Grimy, kind of ties into your Burger King meal. Again, I stand here on my soapbox talking about Treehouse of Horror. I know people are going to get sick of it because that's all I talk about. But hey, listen, I think I have a really good idea here. Are you ready? Oh, I'm all ears, man. Okay. So Treehouse of Horror, the movie. Yes. So Treehouse of Horror has been around for a long, long time. We talked about that on the last episode. I personally think it's time that we give it the big screen treatment. How about it? My pitch are that the Simpsons are living their daily lives when something, interdimensional rift maybe, it causes every Treehouse of Horror segment to come to life and to be brought into their current reality, threatening their very existence as they know it, and it's up to the Simpsons to save the universe and send the monsters back to where they came from. What do you think? I love it. I absolutely love it. So I didn't watch the uh, the Goosebumps, but from what I understand, they have kind of a similar vibe going on with them with the like the newer movies of the Goosebumps. And I feel like if they can pull it off, the Simpsons should have no problem whatsoever. That's a great point that you bring up. It could basically be the Goosebumps movie, but Simpsons. And I think it could be even better... Because it's the Simpsons. They would obviously be super meta about it. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying just bring back monsters in general or horror movies and make them reality in this in the Simpsons world. I'm saying Treehouse of Horror is something in this movie that's acknowledged as being a part of the Simpsons show. Like maybe at one point they even recognized that they are just TV characters in a show. And that's what I'm saying is like let's bring in other segments from treehouse of horror into this world you know let's 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 dip into the harry potter the whiz kids episode let's dip into the uh mr burns as dracula right while there is concurrently a mr burns a real mr burns alongside the dracula version of mr burns and it's up to the simpsons to figure out how this happened why there are other versions of themselves walking around and it all takes place during the Halloween season, so you get that great Halloween imagery. And I really think, like, there's a great opportunity here because, let's be real, The Simpsons have been going on kind of a little bit too long. I'm kind of over it. I mean, it's my favorite show, but I haven't watched in years. This could be a really great opportunity to sort of wrap the series up in a very unique way while giving us a brand new movie that we want to watch every Halloween and visit over and over again while also possibly wrapping the series up it could just be a really big, bold way to go out with a huge bang. Hell yeah, I like the idea a lot. It's kind of like a, an into the treehouse of horror verse, <laughs> if you will. Absolutely. And while we're on it, I'm pitching this movie, but I want to take the opportunity to bring back 
the movie tie-in game. Like, we haven't had a really good movie tie-in game for a long time. I know when I was a kid, I loved the Simpsons hit-and-run game. It was almost better than Grand Theft Auto to me. And when I was a little bit older, they gave them their uh, a different game called The Simpsons Game. And that is sort of where you played different popular video games like Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto, but as The Simpsons in a very Simpsons world. So, like, give me something like that, but as a Treehouse of Horror game. And I know that technically there was a Treehouse of Horror game years and years ago over on the Game Boy Color, but, I mean, bring it into the modern age. Give me a really good-looking, fun-to-play Simpsons tie-in game. I'd be all for that. And I, I'll t- I'll go a step... I don't know if you'll call it backward or forward, honestly, um, depending on how you look at it. If they could make a port of the arcade game, but kind of Treehouse of Horror style, maybe a Treehouse of Horror arcade game similar to the original arcade game, I think that would be a blast. Similar to how, how they did Sonic Mania and kept it like all 2D, I think that would kill. That'd be so cool. I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying, and I'm totally not opposed to a nice, beautiful, pixelated Simpsons game, but I want everything Simpsons. I'm greedy. I'm a hog. What can I say? Why here? Why now? Why clowns? So everyone knows the killer clowns from outer space. And I think most people know that there was some sort of making of a sequel, which kind of lies in cinema purgatory right now. And I think it was called The Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 3D. And I know that people dislike sequels and reboots and remakes, especially in the horror scene, it seems. But this one, personally, I could definitely get behind. And it's, it's not really a Halloween movie per se, but I think it'd make a killing to release it around the Halloween season or even maybe incorporate Halloween into the setting like they did with Stranger Things. Yes, I would love to see a Halloween killer clowns from... Sp- <clears throat> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a killer Halloween clowns from killer space. Yeah. <laughs> I would love... To see a killer clowns from outer space movie during Halloween. That are you kidding me? Just think of what they could do with pumpkins and popcorn balls. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it'd be cool if they got the people behind Stranger Things in with that. Like, I think that would be really cool. I mean, they do know how to do a Halloween scene. I'll give them that. Oh yeah, I agree. Yep, that's what the whole second season, basically the beginning, just man, it screamed Halloween. And I think if they incorporated something. Similar to that, that this would be one hell of a movie. My pitch, Killer Clowns from Outer Space 2. Questions I have that I'd love to see answered in a sequel. Where did they come from? What other planets did they invade? Why are they invading other planets? Was there no food left where they came from? Like, there's just so much stuff that they could put in a sequel. And, like, what are they saying? It would be really cool if we got, like, what was it, Independence Day? Remember how they had that, the alien kind of wrapped its little tentacle around the dude's neck and he was talking through that guy? I think it would be really cool if something kind of like that could happen. That would be awesome. I mean, not to get a, not to get too far out there, but, like, Independence Day and Killer Clowns crossover? I mean, I wouldn't hate it. 
I mean, really, it's 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 possible. In this universe that we're creating, anything's possible, Grimy. Exactly. Think about that, though. Really, wow. That's a good one. I like that. We'll come back to that one sometime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so say the original invasion was covered up, and the general public isn't aware, but one of the crew team members still stationed on Earth has, like, some info or something, and then they stumble on the planet and have to survive. I think I'm with you. But what you're saying is that 30 years ago, after the last invasion, they left one of their crew members behind, and he's basically been doing recon this whole time, a la Invader Zim, basically? No, so let's just say that there's like a, an expedition or something. Like they're, sta- they're planning on going to this planet because they found it on their satellites or something, just randomly. They make it there, but something happens to their ship or something. And they can't make it back. Like, think about how terrifying that is. So now they're waiting for, like, a rescue vessel or something to come get them. So you mean our planet? No, 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 no. Like, say that we're going to their planet. And ha- or instead of us being invaded by them, maybe we oh. find their planet or something and we go there. Like, it's some weird uncharted planet. I really thought you meant they come back to Earth again. So... We're charting a course to uh, to Mars or something like that, a planet that we know. We get knocked off course in space, and we end up on the Killer Clown's home planet. So I love this idea. There's a lot of potential, and it's really kind of reminding me of the E.T. ride over at Universal Studios. Do you know anything about that? No, unfortunately. So a lot of people think when you hear the E.T. ride, that it's just going to recap the first movie, right? Oh, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, and it kind of does that. But it also serves as a sequel to E.T., the sequel that we never got. And basically, you're going through the, the movie for the first minute of the ride. And then after that, you end up on E.T.'s planet, and you get to see what his home, you know, his home is like. You get to see what his family's like. You get to see what goes on and what it looks like. And, like, you're saying do that but with killer clowns. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. I'm all on board for that. And at the worst case, even if we can't get a movie out of it, I say uh, we make a ride. All right, Grimy. I know that you were just outside today working your hands to the bone breaking your back over your home haunt and honestly i'm about to do that too when i have a little bit of free time that's always the problem is the free time it is the problem but we have another problem grimy do you want to know what my other problem is i do my other problem is that when i was a wee boy a wee tot i visited disney and i went on the haunted mansion for the first time and my mind was blown There's not anything quite like the Haunted Mansion. The aesthetic and the feeling of being in a mansion, but it's also kind of friendly and fun. It's not really replicated anywhere else. And God forbid you try to do that at your own home. So no, this is true. And I've never been to Disney. Um, But I did, however, look up a YouTube video of the Haunted Mansion ride for the first time just the other day. And it was really cool. Uh, It passed every expectation I've ever had of it. Um... Not only that, but I also, for the first time last year, watched The Haunted Mansion with uh, Eddie Murphy. And I finally can like pick and pull all these different references that they have in it. And uh, 
yeah, I, I really like it a lot. And I would love to see something, you know, that you could have at your home that resembles the Haunted Mansion. And that's exactly my pitch here. Okay. Now, Haunted Mansion, it's getting more popular with people outside of like the Disney culture. Not that I'm a Disney adult. Those people gross me out. But the Haunted Mansion is my one exception. Okay. So my pitch are some home animatronics specifically for the Haunted Mansion. So, as you know, over the past few years, home animatronics, they're getting way more popular, and they're becoming way more affordable, too. They used to be super expensive. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, a home animatronic isn't something that you would even ever imagine being able to have, and yet here I am with a yard full of five, six, seven of them outside. I've got a big Frankenstein. I've got... A, a werewolf. I, they're just everywhere. No, you're right. Even uh, 10 years ago, it would be nothing to pay like, you know, a thousand for a really nice animatronic. Anymore, it's like uh, measly $200 for something pretty good. Exactly. It's kind of funny. I remember back when I first started getting them. Like, you can find them everywhere now. Like, Home Depot and Lowe's. Those are the big places that you find them now, aside from Spirit Halloween. But I remember, like, my first ones came from CVS and Walgreens, mm-hmm. I, which I think is just kind of wild. I, I don't know why they came from there, but they had them and I bought them. But anyways, the ones that you find at Home Depot and Lowe's, those are really more generic and basic, right? They they just, it, it's a zombie. It's a, it's a pirate, uh, a skeleton pirate. Over at Spirit Halloween, they're really the only people who are licensing out animatronics, right? Over the past few years, this year, we see... The Killer Clown from Outer Space, as you previously mentioned. Uh, They have Sam from Trick or Treat I saw the other day. I believe they even have a ghost face. And then in years past, I've seen things like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. I know that they've definitely done a Jason, right? So where I'm going with this is this year, just the other day, actually, when I was at Spirit Halloween, first trip of the season, it was incredible, I found out that they have a very small Haunted Mansion section this year. Like, they've had Hocus Pocus stuff for the past couple years because they've slowly been letting Disney properties in. Like, I think it started with Nightmare Before Christmas, then Hocus Pocus, and now we're on the Haunted Mansion. I did see a couple of Haunted Mansion things this year. Um, I think I saw some, like, some window clings or something like that. A couple other things, too, but anyway. Well, one of the other big things this year, and I bought, well, I wasn't able to buy one. They didn't have it in stock. Uh, They actually have an official Haunted Mansion tombstone. It's great. It's one of the ones from out in front, and it says, Here lies good old Fred. A great big rock fell on his head. Nice. Very cool. So I, I still need to get that, but here's what I'm thinking where we're getting all of this really cool Haunted Mansion stuff, I'm hoping what that means is that they're just testing the waters over at Spirit Halloween, right? I feel like they've entered in some sort of a really cool contract with Disney where, fingers crossed, and my pitch for right now, we get some of the most iconic animatronics from the Haunted Mansion ride brought to Spirit Halloween, and therefore you can bring it home and set up your very own little haunted mansion in your front yard. Like, you know how amazing it would be to have your own three hitchhiking ghosts or, like, the bride in the attic or or the hat box ghost even? I don't know how they would do that, but it would be incredible to have my own hat box ghost. 
So oh, yeah. that's my pitch. There's plenty of people who would pay for this, myself included. I'd spend an arm and a leg if I'm being honest. And uh, yeah, Spirit Halloween, Haunted Mansion animatronics. Hell yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing, um, I don't know if they're really the same, but the uh, in the movie, the gypsy in the, um, the crystal ball. Oh, Madame Leota. I yeah. would kill to see a Madame Leota. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I would even go for the singing heads that are in the graveyard. That would be yes. great, too. Yes, that was actually, that. I was going to bring something like that up. I think that would be a, an amazing piece to add to anyone's yard haunt. If I'm being honest, give me everything. I just want to build my very own haunted mansion at home. Damn it. Hey, we need to find, like, a stupid dude to give us some candy. Whoa. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Uh, what in the hell are you boys supposed to be so derek yes grammy there are action figures nowadays of all different types of holiday movies including like nightmare before christmas the great pumpkin charlie brown and i think even rudolph the red-nosed reindeer has a figure line now there's a halloween special episode from an old show that i think derek is pretty familiar with on mtv called beavis and butthead uh no. Yeah, a little familiar, I think, is an understatement. Yeah, so you're pretty familiar with the episode Butterween, then? Uh, Butterween, a classic. A classic. See, I never watched this one until, like, uh, last week sometime when I got these picks ready to roll. You haven't seen Butterween until last week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not too versed in a lot of uh, Beavis and Butthead episodes. Um, I'm really familiar with maybe one or two episodes. I yeah, know it's really sad, but uh, the movie too. I, I've watched the movie like religiously, but um, that was one thing that we weren't really allowed to watch as kids. And I kind of like would sneak in there every once in a while and watch it when I could. So like. I don't have too many member berries when it comes to Beavis and Butthead, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. So I was too young, obviously, to watch it while it was on. Uh-huh. But I wanted nothing more than to watch this show. So I was probably in fifth grade, and the Mike Judge collection had just come out on DVD, the first volume. Right. My uncle bought me that for Christmas, much to the chagrin of my mother. But she kind of let me go. And let me watch it because he was like, it's not that bad. He'll be fine. He's he's getting close to being a teenager. He's going to love it. So, quick story. Okay. I'm watching it religiously, nonstop. That's where it really kicked in for me, you know, when the DVDs came out. And there is one bit where Beavis is choking on a chicken nugget. And at one point, Butthead, he, Beavis is like literally dying. Butthead goes, uh... Beavis is, like, choking on his chicken. Uh. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm sorry. He goes, Beavis, uh, stop choking your chicken. Uh. (laughs) And so I didn't know what that meant because I was much too young to understand it. And my, my, my cousin came over for, like, New Year's Eve. And him and I were talking about Beavis and Butthead. We were the same age. And I, I said that quote. I said, uh-huh, stop choking your chicken. And my mom heard it and went... What? <laughs> and oh she took DVDs away from me. <laughs> so uh, I am versed, and I have a history with Beavis and Butthead, but that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through the series once we once we finish up this podcast. I'm I'm gonna give you the greatest hits. Perfect. So 
In the episode, Butterween, Beavis and Butthead are watching TV. Kids come to the door, I think two or three times, and they finally realize that it's Halloween. So they get the idea of dressing up and going out and getting free candy. Beavis throws on a pair of underwear on his head, and he calls himself, I think he calls himself a nad. That's right. He's a nad. Yeah. And he's like standing in the mirror, repeatedly calling himself a nad, and he's like, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm a nad. <laughs> yes, perfect. So he's, he's a nad, and Butthead melts cheese in a pot and dumps it on his head and claims that he's nachos. Yeah, that, dude, that cracked me up when I was a kid. Like, the nad and the nachos. Like, what a pair. So, my pitch. Super 7, I believe, still has the rights to these guys. They make a nad and nachos Beavis and Butthead action figures. Love it. Would love to see it. Would love a Beavis and Butthead Halloween figure. Absolutely. And, I mean, it'd be really simple. It's just their character build that they already use, minus, like, maybe the heads probably sculpt something a little bit different. That's true. And correct me if I'm wrong, don't they also have a license to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so they should just expand the line. They should do the kid that has his candy stolen, if I'm not mistaken, from Beavis and Butthead. He's wearing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers costume. Yes. So they should do that kid. They should do Todd because, I mean, why not? And then they should do the creepy old dude in the barn who's got the chainsaw with Beavis, I mean, uh, with Butthead at the end. Oh, and they should do variants. Butthead, they should do a green version where he's the undead Butthead. That would be really cool. Go all in, you know what I mean? If you're already going to make two, what's what's like ten? Oh, yeah, completely agree. I think there was a uh, a comic cover where Beavis had... I think a jack-o'-lantern over his head. I think that would really make a cool action figure, too. Yeah, just anything. Just give me more Beavis and Butthead figures, all right? Specifically Halloween ones, but I'll take what I can get. Same. When the warm-up shore came in contact with an inland cold front, we ran into some unnavigable nubulation. You're right, Velma. Whatever you said. I said we're lost in a fog. You buzzed? No, Shaggy. Go back. All right, Grimy. Let's talk video games. What do you got? Well, when you were a kid, I assume, did you have a Super Nintendo or were you a Sega kid? Oh man, we had quite a few different ones. We had an original Nintendo, we had Super Nintendo, we had Genesis. All right, so you've got two. You got a Super Nintendo and a Genesis. On either of those consoles, did you have the Scooby-Doo game? You know, I did have a Scooby-Doo game for the Super Nintendo. I can't remember what it was called. That's okay, because there was only one. Okay. So that game was, like, really good for its time. I know it kind of got some mixed reviews, but I remember playing it all the time when I was a kid. It was, like, one of my favorite games. And then, as the years went on, when the PS2, Xbox, GameCube era hit, there was another couple of really good games that were Scooby-Doo in nature. And what those did really well is they kind of really captured the essence of the show albeit in that kind of awkward 3D early 2000s look. Did you play any of those? No, I actually didn't. I had no idea that there were any other Scooby-Doo games. Well, looking through Wikipedia, there's quite a few, uh, some worse than others. Those were probably the last really good ones that came out, but that's like 20 years ago. So we're really pushing the boundaries of when the last new 
good Scooby-Doo video game was. So, my pitch is give me a new Scooby-Doo video game already, goddammit. Yeah, I think that's fair. So you said, what, 20 years? Well, so the last quote-unquote big release Scooby-Doo game, uh, I guess it was called Scooby-Doo and the Spooky Swamp. It came out in 2010, but I don't think it was a huge game or like super well-received or anything. It was basically just a kid's game on Wii. So even then, it's been over a decade since we've got like a proper big Scooby-Doo game. So, my pitch is as follows. We've had some fine games, but none of them have really captured that 2D animated look of the show. All right? So, my proposal is that they basically do what South Park did with the stick of truth in the fractured butthole. Give me a game that feels like we're playing through a Scooby-Doo episode. Like, make the graphics look... Just like the animation in the show, take us through some of the most popular and loved locations. The haunted carnival, uh, a haunted house, the, you know, any of these places. And let us solve the mysteries on our own. And while we're playing, it just feels like we're actually playing an episode. It's really funny that you actually brought up uh, South Park. That was one of the things that I was thinking that if they did do a new Scooby-Doo game, like... Yeah, that would be completely perfect of them to make it feel like you're playing through an episode, and I, I completely agree with you there. Absolutely. I've got nothing against 3D games, but, I mean, come on. Scooby-Doo is 2D, at least most of the Scooby-Doo that we know and love. So just base it on that, base it off of some of the classic stories and classic mysteries with some of the old-school monsters that we all know and we all love, and just... Make it a game for the fans, you know? At Ben & Jerry's, we're always looking for ways to top your favorite flavors. Like figuring out if we can make cookie dough even cookier. But with so many chunks and fair trade ingredients packed in, there's not much room for more. So Derek, we don't usually see a lot of Halloween-themed ice cream in stores, mainly because it's like, you know, cold and people kind of steer clear of the thought of cold desserts when we hit our first 40-degree morning. Unless you're me. I eat ice cream literally every single day. You and me both. I could eat ice cream 24-7. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Anytime you give it to me, I'll eat it. Yeah, it's my favorite dessert. It's uh, one of them things that, like, you know, I get home and at the end of the day, it's the thing that I reach for as soon as I get in here. It's uh, <laughs> oh, just one of them things, I guess. Some, some people get home and they want a glass of whiskey or a glass of wine. You and me, we're reaching for some ice cream. Give me some of that <laughs> sweet, sweet cream, baby. Side topic, do you happen to have a favorite ice cream? Yeah, I'm real simple. I'm a real basic bitch. I love me some chocolate chip cookie dough. Nice. What about you? I do not have a favorite one. I'm indiscriminate. I will eat every ice cream, except, oh, I think there was one that I had a long time ago. It was like some kind of tea flavor. It was pretty awful wasn't good that's the only one i don't like that's not fair because gun to your head you have to pick one otherwise all of the all of the other ice cream goes away forever like i'll eat any ice cream too because i don't really care as long as it's ice cream but like gun to your head you have to pick one what what are you eating right now okay gun to my head i have to it's, it's a tie between two has to be two well i got one bullet and you got one brain, so you better pick one. 
<laughs> okay, one. One. If I had to pick one, it would be a piece of cake. Have you ever had piece of cake before? No, what is piece of cake? So it's like vanilla cake with chocolate frosting, and it is hands down the best ice cream ever. They have like little cake pieces in there. It's not like your typical birthday cake one. It is piece of cake. It's like a, a yellow cake kind of ice cream. That does sound pretty scrumptious. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, man. It is amazing. We just went uh, last week sometime to get some, and it's been years since I had it. So, yeah, that, that one's pretty up there with me. Uh, honorable mentions has to go to cookie dough ice cream. Uh, it's one of them things. It's a, an instant classic for me. So, Absolutely. All right, that's fair. You can have an honorable mention. So... Like I said, we don't really see ice cream for Halloween unless it's through like a restaurant like last year or the year before. I can't remember. They did Hocus Pocus shakes at, I think, Carvel. Was that right? Yeah. Carvel, I think, did them. It was Carvel. Um, yeah. And I don't have Carvel around here, so I'm pretty much effed in the A when it comes to <laughs> uh, cool Halloween ice cream and stuff like that. So my pitch... Two Ben and Jerry's pints, maybe themed around Hocus Pocus. Love it. Let's hear the first one. Now, before I start, I, I know that Ben and Jerry's is all about their puns, so I tried to gather up the best puns that I could fit with uh, the Ben and Jerry's motif and correspond with Hocus Pocus stuff. So my first one, Dead Man's Dough instead of Dead Man's Toad which is in reference to the ingredient Winifred uses to make her potion to suck the life out of children in the beginning. I give you props on that one. That's a, that's a good pun. That's a good pun. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I, I'm telling you, I was like looking high and low on uh, Google searches through uh, just all kinds of synonyms and stuff like that and puns, just anything I could find to make this work. Athathoreth? Yeah, 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 something. <laughs> all right, so what? What's this ice cream all about? Dead Man's Dough consists of green-colored vanilla ice cream with chocolate chip cookie dough chunks in the shape of toes. And I'm thinking I will probably throw Reese's Pieces in there for no good reason other than I like them. I love that because it could also double as an E.T. ice cream. So two birds, one stone. That's a good point. Or should I say three witches, one stone? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm into that. I'm into that. That sounds pretty delicious. Hit me with your second ice cream. So the second pint would be twist the cones and bend the back, which refers to the spell the witches use in the beginning to uh, change Thackeray Banks into a cat. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You did that. You really did that. I did. I went there. (laughs) For the the puns, I don't know if everyone's going to get them. I don't know if everyone's as big a fan as Hocus Pocus as I am. Oh, no. uh, They're going to get it. They're going to understand. All right. No worries. Hopefully. All right. So uh, what is this Thackeray-inspired ice cream tasting like? Okay. So this one would consist of black-colored chocolate ice cream with chunks of waffle cone and chocolate-shaped cats. Did you ever have... Uh, fish food from Ben and Jerry's, how they have like those uh, fish-shaped chocolate pieces. Fish food was a staple in my house as a kid, so much so that that was basically the only ice cream my sister wanted to eat, so much so that my aunt started calling her fish food as a kid, 
and is still calling her fish food to this day. So yeah, think about this as being like fish food, but with waffle cone and black coloring. What about caramel? Would you like to throw a little caramel swirl in there? Isn't that already in fish food? I couldn't remember if it was or not. I don't know, but if we're going fish food knockoff, go big, baby. So to me, that one's sounding like a mix between the Americone dream and fish food, which is all good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nothing bad about that. I think it would hit pretty well. I mean, like, I would be thrilled to hunt after this during the Halloween season. Ice cream isn't something that you typically hear about people hunting down during the Halloween season, and I could fully get behind both of these. I could too, and the way that Disney kind of whores out their licenses for all of their biggest hits, including Hocus Pocus, I could absolutely see that becoming a thing, especially now that they're filming the sequel to Hocus Pocus. I... If anything on this list has a chance of getting made, I think it's this in the next couple of years. I wasn't even thinking about that. I almost like completely forgot about the Hocus Pocus sequel that's coming. Um, I don't hear too much about it anymore out of nowhere for some reason. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're like right up the road from me. And I think I read a thing the other day that they, the production crew went into a local antique store and bought some antiques for set dressing. So... Hard for me to forget about it because it's right up the road. Nice. Well, Ben and Jerry's, if you're listening, let's make it happen. Yeah, you hear that, Ben? You hear that, Jerry? If not, we're going to be calling you Jerry and Ben's from now on. We're going to call you Jen and Barry. Jen, <laughs> Jen and Barry. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grimy, we've come down to the last pitch. How are you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, not too bad. You loving these pitches so far, these products? Because I've been loving these pitches and products so far. Oh, yeah, I agree. They're all sounding pretty good. What you got next? So my last one, just picture this. You get yourself a nice uh, nice pint of ice cream from Jen and Barry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's October 22nd, whatever year that this is that you're listening to this podcast it's 9 p.m you just sit down on your couch you snuggle in you turn on the tv what are you watching right now grammy what are you watching oh man hmm it's probably a bunch of old tgif halloween specials okay i respect it but you need something new in your rotation all right you've been watching those specials way too long right you're right okay i'm gonna fix that for you right now Okay. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for my pitch? I'm ready. Hit me with it. All right. Let's think back to my my first pitch. We turned The Simpsons, a TV series, into a movie, right? Right. So here, I'm going to do the opposite. Let's take Trick or Treat, the classic 2009 movie, and we're going to turn it into a horror anthology TV series. Ooh, the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo, baby. Listen. If anything has the ability to become this generation's Tales from the Crypt, it would be a trick-or-treat TV series, okay? And I know that Creepshow thinks that it's doing that right now over on Shudder, but I've watched it, and it ain't. All right, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit, okay? So there was technically a trick-or-treat sequel announced way back in 2013. All right, Mike Doherty 
and some people at Legendary Pictures, they were, I don't know if it was at a Comic-Con, but they announced Trick or Treat 2 was in the works, and here it is, 2021. We are almost 10 years out from that announcement, and nothing. I was doing some research, supposedly both parties are still open to the idea, but nothing's really moving over there. We've gotten some comic books. The comic books are pretty cool. I really like them, and I recommend them. Have you read those yet, Grimey? I haven't, man. I haven't read them at all. I think you dig them. They take sort of the same approach, telling different stories on Halloween night, and they sort of all tie into each other. So my idea here with this TV series is take what you're doing in the comic books, not that it's been a long run or anything, and just apply it to a TV series, right? And it's going to work because Trick or Treat has some incredible staying power, okay? That one movie was a direct-to-DVD film, by the way. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, well, it wasn't supposed to be. There's a whole long story, but the studio kind of gimped it. They didn't feel like putting it out in theaters, so it kind of just quietly got released onto DVD back in the day. So Trick or Treat has Sam, right? Which is the big monster for that movie. So after only one movie, Sam, the main character, if you want to call him that, of that movie is almost as big as some of our other horror icons, right? Like, I think he's almost as recognizable these days as Jason or Freddy. He just sort of fits in with them. And that's after one movie. He's going up against other characters that have film series behind them with one movie under his belt. Could you imagine how well he could do if we gave him his own series and he was returning week after week? Yeah, yeah, he would make a killing. Anyone who's listening right now is probably going to kill me after I say this, but I have never watched Trick or Treat. Shame on you. Yeah, and you know what's even worse is I've never watched it, but I own a Sam action figure through NECA. Ugh, shame on you. First the Beavis and Butthead, and now the Trick or Treat. You're breaking my heart today. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's awful. But I had to bring that point up to bring up this that even though I've never watched Trick or Treat, when I see Sam, I know who it is right away. Exactly my point. And imagine how much more poignant he'd be if we'd see him in a new season every year, September and October, new episodes every week. And you see that year after year with more content under his belt? I mean, this, and, and that's the other thing about this too, and that's why this would work, is because, like I mentioned, the original movie is a horror anthology, so it's really made up of three or four different stories, and they're all tied together by Sam, kind of entering in and exiting out of all of these stories and weaving them all together. So just do that, but like Tales from the Crypt, and Sam could act as your crypt keeper, right? And the beauty behind Sam is that he's not a person. He's, he doesn't have a voice. He, he can't grow old because you can't see his face. All you'd have to do is just throw a kid in a costume every year just to keep him the same size. So Sam and this trick-or-treat series that I'm dreaming about over here and drooling over could go on forever because you never have to worry about somebody getting old or needing to replace somebody. This could just go on for like 25 years and we could have like the greatest horror anthology series ever because, and I know you haven't seen it, the original Trick or Treat movie has so much really great, beautiful Halloween imagery and atmosphere. And if you could watch that every week for two months during the Halloween season with new stories and new kills, and wouldn't wouldn't that just be the greatest thing? Oh, it would. 
Absolutely. Yeah. See, I think that's that's awesome because like out of all the uh, like horror icons, you know, you have your Freddy, your Jason, Mike Myers and all of them. Uh, the only one that's really inherently um, Halloween is Michael Myers, right? I don't think there's anything else that's really based during Halloween that I can think of. So yeah, I'm completely on board with that. Having a horror icon that is based around Halloween, like it makes the most sense to me. I, I really like that idea. Absolutely. And you can never have too much of a good thing. That's what I believe anyways. So just give us more trick or treat already. Those were our eight Halloween pitches. I don't know about you, but I really loved doing these Halloween pitches. Like, I kind of want to do it every year just to see what we come up with and to see if any of these things actually come true. Absolutely. Maybe we will do that. I know that I personally, I really enjoyed doing this just because it was so thought provoking. Um, it really got the uh, ideas going as far as getting in the spirit and uh, really capturing the idea of Halloween. Yeah, it was really a fun exercise to get myself in the spirit mentally for the Halloween season. So listen, I know that everybody can't be on our podcast but this might be a fun thing to try on your own. Just come up with some things that you want to see made that haven't been made yet. And I don't know, share it with us. I mean, we've got like social media accounts all over the place. Send us a DM, post up something on Instagram or on Twitter and tag us in it. And let's talk about it. Definitely. And with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to the leftover pizza podcast. Make sure you join us next time. There's going to be probably one or two more spooky episodes. Uh, if, we are able to get to it. If not, sorry. <laughs> I think we've got some spooky content left in us yet. With that being said, I'm Grimy from Retroplasm. And I am Derek from It's Dem Boys. And have a spooky night. Yeah. I'm an ad. Cool. <laughs> that sucked. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It got on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the car